1: Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate wickedly smart women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our special guest, Laura Cheadle. Laura's vision is to reconnect women to themselves and to the sacred collective of womanhood. While entering the workforce and becoming equal citizens was obviously very important, it also divided us with our sisters. We began competing with each other instead of holding up the collective sisterhood and rising together. This disconnect also caused us to disconnect with ourselves, our bodies, and our power. Instead of claiming our worth, we sought to prove ourselves. As a former corporate attorney-turned-author, speaker, and female empowerment leader, Laura is using her smarts to remind women who they are, to remind them they are worthy as they are, and that they no longer have to fight, compete, or prove their worth to anyone. They simply have to show up, drop the pretense, and be fully who they are. She helps them through her book, Flaunt, Drop Your Cover and Reveal Your Smart, Sexy and Spiritual Self through her speaking, through her workshops, through corporate trainings and through her 90 day coaching programs and destination retreats. We are going to have some smart, spunky, successful, sassy fun today with Laura. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here.
1: I am super excited to have you. Before we got on here, we were in the green room and both of us are already vibing. It's very exciting. So I want to talk about... How you became, you know, who you are today, Like, what's the backstory, Laura? You know, you were an attorney turned author, speaker, and female empowerment leader. I actually came from the real estate industry and uh, had a spiritual awakening. So was that the path for you, or were you always kind of a deeply spiritual person, but it got conditioned out of you?
2: Yeah, I was a deeply spiritual person, and it most definitely got conditioned out of me as did so many things, because I always was the good girl. Go to college, yes, I can do that. Go to law school, yes, I can do that. You know, I'm going to change the world, and what do I need to do to do it? How can I prove my worth? What can I do now? And I was always following somebody else's path. And when you're always following somebody else's path, it's so easy to lose track of who you are, and of your connection to spirit. Because in the corporate world or in academia or anywhere, people aren't usually saying, why don't you go home and meditate about that and let me know what is in your best interest and highest good tomorrow. That just doesn't happen.
1: Yeah, you got that right. Well, so what inspired you to you know make the shift? Did you have some kind of a spiritual you know, like wake up call, or not only is it what you were saying, but it's also can be exhausting. Ultimately, it can be exhausting to be following somebody else's path rather than your own because you're literally not designed for for doing that. So tell me a little bit about maybe first, let's talk about what happened to make you be on somebody else's path first. And then what got you off of the other people's path?
2: Perfect. I love the flow of that. The reason that I went to law school was because I wanted to make change. I wanted to fight for justice. I wanted to make the world a better place. I saw all the unfair, horrible, bad, awful things that happened around me. And I thought, you know what? I can be a lawyer and I can fix this. I can help people fix this. And I was way more idealistic than many lawyers out there today. (laughs) And... It was just always that next thing. Pass the bar in California to practice out there. Okay, I can do that. Practice the bar in Colorado to practice out there. Okay, I can do that. Ooh, you can't just go change the world. First, you have to work in a firm. Oh, okay, I can do that. And it was just always the series of things that I had to do first. And it was like, oh, Wow. I can never just go live my dream because I have to prove myself first. I have to prove that I can bill hours. I have to prove that I can pass bar exams. I have to prove that I can do this. And it got exhausting. You were absolutely right when you said it got exhausting. It gets incredibly exhausting. And then it was just this convergence of things. I was in a corporate job and I liked it. The people were fine. Everything was fine. Everything was good. But it wasn't my heart's passion. I wasn't helping, you know, underprivileged women and, and pulling children out of the juvenile court system. I wasn't creating the change. Then three of my four grandparents passed away and I had my second child and it was like, what is this all about anyway? I'm killing myself to get kids to daycare, to get to work. My husband's trying to travel. I'm trying to travel. We're doing this juggling of schedules and of life. And I don't feel like I'm doing anything other than running myself ragged. Mm. So that was the point where I thought there's got to be something more. I don't know what it is, but there's got to be something more. And I want myself back again. I want to have time to meditate or pray or read or just take a walk. I don't always want to be chasing something and feeling a day late and a dollar short. Mm. So (laughs) that's when I decided to leave. And when I decided to leave work, honestly, I didn't know what I was leaving it for. I wasn't exactly sure how I would finance it, but I just... Knew it was time to go.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I had a similar experience in 2002. After my first divorce was finalized in October, within three three months. I was I was having a lot of spiritual awakening myself. So in my case I had spiritual awakening which happened actually in 2001, my spiritual awakening happened in 2001 and then 2002 like as a result of that spiritual awakening it became clear that the marriage wasn't working. By the time the divorce got completed, it also became clear that my business partnership was not working either and so I knew that if I stayed another day, literally, like the feeling inside me was, if I stay here another day, I will die. And ultimately, that that being that I was actually did have to die so that I could be reborn into the life that I've now created for myself. So, you know, I think that there are a lot of people right now, Laura, especially in the last year because of the pandemic, who are having that let's call it the come to Jesus moment or that awakening moment or that moment of, you know, insight that says, I can't do this anymore. This is, this is not, this is not what I came here for. Right. So I'd love to have you share a little bit about like what happened for you after you made that decision were you immediately able to get some clarity about what your next steps were or did you need to get help from someone to get next steps or were you willing to just surrender and let spirit show you the way? Mm -hmm. I was absolutely in a state of surrender.
2: I had been a fairly spiritual person since high school and I had gone you know, in and out of reading and studying in and out of the various traditions. And when I left work, I just surrendered and I thought, I don't know what this is all about and I don't know how it's all going to come together for me, but I want to experiment. Well, I ended up becoming a certified yoga instructor because I was like, oh, this is fun. Let's learn about this. And I read all those books. I ended up reading the Stephen Thayer books and became a certified integrated energy therapist. As part of that, I studied some Reiki. I studied some healing touch. I studied, I just studied, I just read. I ended up going to Dorian Virtue when she was still doing that and became an angel therapy practitioner. I literally did and studied and learned whatever came into my field of awareness. And absolutely, I feel like it was divinely guided because everything that I learned touched a different place in me and took me to another level. And what was also interesting about that, as I was learning each of those things and getting certified in each of those things, I would think, is this it? Is this my calling? And the answer was always, no, there's something more. And for a while, I would laugh at myself and I would feel kind of embarrassed because here I am being this stay-at-home mom and I'm spending all this money and all this time on all these certifications and I'm reading things and I'm not doing anything with it. But that wasn't the point. The point was getting that knowledge, acquiring those skills, and changing who I was inside. And it was delicious. And it was so enjoyable.
1: Yeah. I love the way you just brought that energy right there, Laura. So enjoyable. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, because I think uh, I think the piece that I want to just really highlight and illuminate for our listeners is that being in that competitive, proving everything, having to, you know, show up on a hamster wheel kind of lifestyle that ultimately is just exhausting and completely unfulfilling of your purpose we actually do need some luscious <laughs> rejuvenation. It's really a healing. It's really a restoration of our authentic juice is, is what I would call it. And so when I left the real estate industry after 20 years, I just jumped off the ledge and I was divorcing my my first husband and had a kiddo and did not necessarily have the support in my own life But I went, like, I doubled down. I went all in on what I call my GBS, guided by spirit, right? And thankfully had yoga. So yoga was at least an affirmation for me that I wasn't crazy. I wasn't losing my mind. So what I'd love to hear from you, because I think for a lot of people, a lot of women, especially that big question about money comes up. Like, how am I going to, you know, support myself? How am I going to replace my financial... A contribution that I'm making. And in your case, it sounds like you had a spouse. I didn't have a spouse. So what, what I want to underscore for everyone here is if I can do it, you can do it. If Laura can do it, you can do it. And what we're going to do is we're going to pick this piece up on the other side of the break. We're going to talk about the money piece of things. And we're going to also talk a little bit about the lusciousness and the importance of that you know, liberating yourself to receive the luscious, the luxuriation of time to heal and time to be in with your spirit. So we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we are going to talk all about those things. And right now we're going to reach out and ask for help because one of the things Wickedly Smart Women do is we ask. We exercise our asking muscle. We ask for help. So if you're enjoying today's show and want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. We'd also like to ask you to share with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. And I was just checking yesterday and discovered we have four states in the US that have not yet downloaded. So if you know somebody in Wyoming, North Dakota, Mississippi, or Arkansas, who you think might benefit, please let them know. Help me out and let them know, because we're already in 69 countries around the world, but we don't have those four states downloading. Uh, We do want to say a big thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We're welcoming thousands and thousands of downloads from all over the world. Want to shout out this week to our listeners in India, Italy, and Israel. And we will be right back with Laura Cheadle. And we are back with Laura Cheadle. Now, before we went to the break, we talked a little bit about luxuriating. And so what I want to do is I want to encourage you all to go to Laura's website, burlesqueandbubbly.com. Now, I bet you weren't expecting that we were going to say that on the other side of the break. We will have that in the show notes for you. Tell us a little bit, Laura, about what they can find when they go to burlesqueandbubbly.com.
2: Burlesque and bubbly is so much fun. It's a class that I teach every Friday. And what it does, we're all wickedly smart women, right? Which means we get locked up in our heads sometimes. And then we can't connect with spirit and we can't connect with our creativity because we're just head, you know, thinking it through, muscling through. Burlesqueandbubbly.com is an hour-long, lightly choreographed, Sexy dance class that really challenges us to get out of the expected and to get into our bodies and to laugh and to play and to not take ourselves so darn seriously. And also to connect with other women who are experiencing some of the same blocks that you are. So when you go to burlesqueandbubbly.com and you put in your email, you'll get a listing of the classes. And for listening to this show, for being a Wickedly Smart Women listener, you get a
1: free class. Yes, burlesque and bubbly ladies. And so Laura, let's talk about let's talk about the luxuriating piece first. And then we're probably gonna close with the money piece because you know, whenever we talk about luxuriating and relaxing and chilling out, the one thing that kind of just crimps everything can be the money piece. And so it's a very interesting paradoxical dynamic. So let's talk about. Why it's so important to give yourself the spaciousness, to give yourself the time to play, and and how did you discover that yourself, Laura, and what inspired you to create this burlesque and bubbly, fun, playful activity for the women that you serve?
2: Yeah, it is so important because especially as women, we are always defining ourselves by our role and by who we are in relation to others. I'm their daughter, I'm his wife, I'm their mom, I'm her employee, I'm her boss, whatever it is. And we have got to strip out of our labels and our rules and the scripts, which are the ideas in our head about how we should be. Because once again, we end up living our life as we think we should be as opposed to how we are. And then all of a sudden we're, what, 110 years old and we go, whoa! I forgot to be me. Who am I anyway? And to me, that luxuriating is just dropping your cover. It's stripping out of, I should get the laundry done. I should get the dishes done. I should balance the checkbook. I should, I should, I should, and allowing yourself to be. And we never give ourselves permission because we're always so darn responsible. And that's what burlesque and bubbly is all about. It's about stripping out. I encourage women to wear a jacket or a shirt that they can strip out of physically because we understand dress up. We understand putting on our house cleaning clothes to clean, putting on a date night outfit to go out. We understand costumes and clothing and what it means. So use that clothing and strip out of expectations and just have fun. And what inspired me to do that was when I was growing up, I loved dancing. Ballet, tap, jazz, palms, cheerleading. I just love dancing. And I quit doing that as an adult. And I found myself in the trap of, I'm working out because I need to stay in shape. And I'm working out because I need to lose weight. And it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Dance is fun for me. Recess is fun for me. Why am I locking myself into, I've got to work harder, faster, more, when this should be the most fun hour of my day? And that's when I just shift that whole thinking around and started dancing every day. It can be to a song. It can be to 10 songs. It can be on my own. It can be to somebody else's music. But dancing reminds me of who I am, and it connects me to my spirit and to my heart and it's free. (laughs) You can dance anywhere, anytime for zero money and you don't need special clothing or special abilities to do
1: it either. Mm, Beautiful. I love it. So I love to dance myself. And the one thing that uh, has really impacted me during Corona. Is like there's no place to go dancing, <laughs> but yes, we could go dancing right in our living room, right in front of the fireplace or in front of the mirror. So I love that, and I definitely agree with you that we become so disconnected from our body when we're in that conditioned mind state that it is absolutely imperative to actually use the body itself to support us to get back into the body. And to, to become more fully aligned mind, body, and spirit requires all three of them to be online, right? Mind, body, and spirit. So let's talk a little bit about why burlesque, like why burlesque? Because, you know, now we're going from dancing to a little bit edgy. I mean, I get the stripping away piece because that's, you know, part of the burlesque thing, but what inspired you to create burlesque and bubbly, number one, and then we're gonna dive down into the money pit and talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Perfect. Burlesque is actually a parody. It pokes fun of taboos,
2: the way we're very hypocritical in the way we think. And it also leans right into that female stereotype of you can be smart or you can be sexy or you can be spiritual. And it's like, oh no, 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 no. We can be all three. And women are so afraid of being sexy. Because they don't want somebody to say, oh, you're using your looks to get ahead. We're afraid. Oh, my gosh, you're going to get sexually assaulted if you're too sexy. There's so much fear around female sexuality. And I'm not talking about being overtly gross and sexual. I'm talking about sexuality in terms of feeling the joy, the spirit move through you. Sexuality is about what we are attracted to, smells, flowers, beauty, attraction, and then feeling our senses. That sounds good. That's beautiful music. Mm, smell those roses. Tasting and savoring our food. Sexuality is about sensuality, which is about feeling and expressing and experiencing the fullness of who we are in every single situation. And if we're living attuned to that, even doing mundane chores becomes beautiful because we're washing dishes and we're feeling the warmth of the water. We're smelling the dish soap. We're tuned in to our presence
1: and our service. And it makes life beautiful. Mm, I love it. Well, it's funny. You said smart, sexy, spiritual. I'm going to add an S because another S that I have uh, experienced myself and I've seen in so many women is we end up in servitude, which is different than being in service. Servitude is, you know, Cinderella, right? Mm -hmm. Cinderella and the stepsisters, as opposed to it being in service where we're really serving from our over what a friend of mine calls the overflow from our cup that we're serving from our saucer, not from our cup. So let's dive in briefly to the money piece, because that is this a lot of times. I mean, we were conditioned. We were conditioned to believe that we needed to go. You know, I used to put on my I'll call alcohol. I'll say it right out loud here. This is going to be an F word. So cover the kids ears. I would put on my come fuck me pumps and my red suit and be like, go for it. I am going toe to toe with you in the trenches, right? With the guys and the other women, which we all got masculinized. So let's talk about, you know, how do we dematerialize that idea Mm -hmm. and trust that we will be financially rewarded when we say yes to our spirit. Mm -hmm. Dematerialization is
2: actually so much easier Once you just start asking yourself, do I really want this? You know, the new iPhone, I've got to have it, got to have it. How many of us get that thing and we're excited about it for, oh, what, 24 hours? And then it's just another phone. When we really start recognizing, I want it because somebody else is telling me I want it. I want it because it's the new cool thing. When we really just start asking ourselves, do I want this? And then maybe taking it a few levels deeper. Why? Why do I want this? We'll realize that there's so much in life that we truly don't want. And then it's freeing because we don't have to manage our stuff. It's exhausting to manage our stuff. And I have way too much stuff, and it's so hard to manage. And just going a few levels deep and letting things go and asking myself questions, recognizing, is this FOMO? Is this some theory missing out? yeah, it kind of is. That's funny. And giving myself that grace and space to breathe Mm -hmm. and to process. And I think that has been one of the gifts of this whole pandemic. We can't get our nails done or our hair done. We can't have fancy happy hours. We can't go out. What are you really missing? And what might you not want to go back to? Mm -hmm. And I also... Yeah, I would
1: it, like you to talk just briefly about, you know, your own stepping into entrepreneurship because, you know, you're self-creating now, you're self-generating. So if you just give me that little piece before we have to close, we got about a minute left, that would be awesome.
2: It dovetails right into what you said asking. Asking for what you want, asking for trades, asking for favors, asking questions. You don't need to pay for a lot of things when you're talking and you have community. We are women, and we know how to do community. Let's support each other, rise up together, and we're all gonna win.
1: All right. So, a few things that I heard there that I just wanna, um, I, I wanna underscore so our listeners can hear it is. Uh, Number one, thinking about needing to replace an income may not be the question that you need to ask yourself. It may be, what do I need to strip away that actually isn't serving my life that I have been creating this income to serve the stuff rather than creating the income to serve my life? So that's the first thing I heard. The second thing I heard is that there are creative ways to fulfill whatever your requirements are as long as we are actually fully embodying ourselves of mind, body and spirit and have our creative juice turned on, then we can find innovative ways to get our needs met. And then the third thing I heard was how important it is to be remembering that there is a massive amount of resources available in the collaborative sisterhood that you know has been eviscerated and we are now rebuilding. So those are the things I heard. And it has been a huge pleasure to have you here on the show today, Laura. You definitely bring the energy and the enthusiasm and the bubbly and the burlesque, which you can find out, ladies, at burlesqueandbubbly.com. Laura, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you, and thank you so much for being here. Listeners, we love feedback. Please let us know what you think of today's show by calling into our listener line. We'll have that for you in the show notes. We'll have Laura's burlesque and bubbly class registration in the show notes as well. You could also send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a wonderful woman.
0: Thanks for tuning in, downloading and listening. at wickedlysmartwomen.com.